Are you someone who is fascinated by all the pregnancy, childbirth, and motherhood stuff few people talk about because they're too embarrassed? If so, welcome to the motherload of all things taboo, or at least really wild and interesting. The Asking for a Pregnant Friend podcast is based off the book of the same name and dives in to all of the pregnancy, birth, and mothering topics that make many people blush or scratch their heads. I do all the boring research so you don't have to and bring you interviews with the leading experts and the topics I cover. I also share all the things about myself, Bailey Gaddis. I'm all about TMI. You'll also hear stories from brave women who gave permission to have their stories shared. So come along, my friend, on a journey into the beautiful underbelly of making, growing, and raising babies. So first of all, congratulations on making the very exciting decision to have a home birth. I know from experience, this is a really miraculous environment for a birth experience if you know, it's a situation that you feel safe with. And if you have determined with a care provider that you are a good candidate for a home birth, of course, it's not a good option for for everyone. But if it's safe for you, and you are called to it, it is amazing. And so I wanted to cover uh, some of the things that you'll need to check off of your list to help to ensure that you have a happy healthy home birth, you know, with a, a birth at a birth center or a hospital, you know, so often this kind of checklist is made for us. You know, the, the doctor tells you what you need to do. The midwife tells you what you need to do. With a home birth, The your home birth midwives will help to guide you, but there's kind of more in your court to take care of. So speaking of care providers, the first thing that you need to do is, is find a home birth midwife who is qualified and certified and can ensure that you are safe. Um, I'm, I'm personally not a proponent of unassisted birth. I think it is really essential to have a qualified professional there just in case something happens. You know, somebody that knows what a sign of a potential challenge is and they can ensure that you transfer to the hospital if needed or if any other care is required. But for the most part, you know, home birth midwives, they just, they're just in the background, you know, they're making sure that baby's doing okay, mom is supported, but they're not intervening much. They're just allowing that natural dance of birth to, to unfold. And of course they provide you with regular prenatal support and postpartum support as well. So to find that, you know, that great fit, I recommend, you know, using good old Google, but also asking different people in your area who have had a home birth, you know, who they recommend, who they like, and then certainly interviewing a few different options to make sure that the the person or the team that you select um, are people that you feel really, really comfortable with. 
Next, you want to choose the actual like space within your home that you want to, to set up for the birth. Ideally, it's right next to a bathroom and is number one, a comfortable space for, for you. If you are going to have a birth tub, you also want to make sure there's space to inflate the tub. Um, or of course, if your bathroom has a tub and that's where you want to be, great. Okay, next, if you are going to have that birth tub, ask your your midwives who they recommend ordering or purchasing a tub from. Sometimes midwives, they have tubs that they're able to lend you or allow you to rent from them. Um, you'll also need a hose and a, a shower hose adapter. Um, you'll need to assemble the birth supplies. Most midwives have a kit that they want you to order and they'll tell you where to order that from. Um, in addition to that, you'll want to make sure you have a birth ball, sanitized sheets, a plastic bottom sheet, towels, receiving blankets, uh, pre-made, the pre-made birth kit that I mentioned, um, your favorite essential oils and a diffuser, perineal massage oil, some, some people like birthing jewelry and like a, a focal point to look at. Um, so, you know, I mentioned sanitized sheets. So what I recommend is getting a pair of or a set of sheets that you do not mind getting stains on, preferably like a nice old soft pair of sheets, uh, washing them and then storing them in an airtight container so they stay sanitized between now and when you actually go into labor. Plastic bottom sheet is to put down on either the bed or the couch or whatever it is you'll be um, laying on, resting on when you're birthing to make sure that blood, other birthing fluids don't get on your your furniture um and then with the towels the receiving blankets um any baby clothes you also want to wash those as well store those in an airtight container and if you can it's nice to gather all these birth supplies and store them close to that birthing space so when it's go time everything is ready to go. The people supporting you through the birth know exactly where all the supplies are and they can get it all set up. With the birthing tub, it's good to do a run through with it. Um, ideally a couple weeks before your due date to make sure that there's no holes in the tub, that whoever's helping you knows how to fill up the tub, that you're actually comfortable in the tub. So even though that is kind of a pain in the butt to do, it helps to prevent any surprises, any unwanted surprises on the day or the evening of your baby's birth. Okay, so next you want to declutter the space that you're going to be birthing in because clutter, it takes up a lot of energy. And even people that are like, oh, I don't mind some clutter, it, it impacts you and it can make it harder to focus. Um, and if, for example, your midwives have a hard time focusing in a cluttered space, that clutter can impact them as well. So You'll do yourself and everybody that will be supporting you during labor a big service by decluttering that space, ideally decluttering your whole home if you can. Um, have someone else readjust any furniture in that space if needed. For example, if you need to make sure that there is room for that birth tub or anything else you want in the room. <clears throat> 
uh, remove any stainables. So while I mentioned having that, that plastic sheet, it's still probably a good idea to remove things like, say, like a really nice rug that you just love or throw blankets or anything that you feel like you'd be really bummed if it got some birthing juices or whatever, whatever fluids that fly around during labor, you know, even if somebody just has like a drink and they accidentally spill it or whatnot. Um, so to just get out anything like that, that you'd be upset if it got damaged during labor. Uh, regarding that focal point, a lot of women have their eyes closed for most of labor, but some women do like to have their eyes open. Often they choose to, you know, look at their partner during this, but sometimes women want just like a, a stationary object that they can focus on during, during their, their birth experience. And um, I want to cover a few nice options for that. So um, these are a few favorites that I write about in my book, uh, Feng Shui Mama, Feng Shui Mommy, sorry. <laughs> I should know the name of my own book, right? Feng Shui Mommy. Okay, a phoenix. So a phoenix, the image of a phoenix, a sculpture of a phoenix can be really awesome because it symbolizes strength, resilience, transformation, um, a crane. It promotes the energy of a long, peaceful, and noble life. A peacock, it invites in protection, awareness. A magpie is associated with nesting and children. Fruit promotes longevity, prosperity, fertility. You can have an image of fruit or actual an actual bowl of fruit in the birthing space. Uh, the mystic knot, this symbolizes the Buddhist belief in endless reincarnation, which can be a really cool symbol to have as you're bringing a new life into the world. Um, the Buddha, his, his peace and joy are, are infectious. Um, and then there are some colors that are typically really supportive during birth. So any earth hues, anything that's yellow, beige, these colors are really grounding. They help to center you. And they can also serve as a reminder that, you know, the process that you're moving through is, is very natural and it doesn't have to be feared. Um, and then water hues like blue or black because it's really helpful to envision yourself being really fluid, very watery <laughs> during labor that helps to prevent you from tensing, from tightening up, just envisioning that your body is just totally made of, of water, which it almost is entirely. Okay. Now, when you finally do go into labor, so this is what you want to do. First and foremost, take a deep breath. Just slow down, know that you have time, um, go ahead and rest, take a shower, a bath, eat, just really nourish yourself, call your care provider when you're ready, um, and they'll probably let you know, like, okay, when, say, for example, your surges or your contractions are four to five minutes apart, lasting for a minute, and that's been happening for at least an hour, that's when we'll come. So let us know when that happens. And then you can start tracking your surges on an app on your phone. If you have a doula, go ahead and call that doula. Have them come as soon as you're ready to have that support. 
Um, I would recommend not calling any other family members until you 100% know that the baby is coming. Um, And you can also decide to wait until the baby actually arrives to let anybody know that you are in labor, unless, of course, you actually want any of those people present at the birth. Um, and then you want to prep the bed, put the, those, or have somebody else ideally prep, prep the bed or the couch or wherever you think you're going to be spending a lot of time during labor. This means putting on that plastic sheet, um, and then those old sheets, maybe putting waterproof liners onto some pillows, just making the birth space really nice, really soothing, setting up the birth tub as well. And then as much as you can, just settling into the space, starting to utilize your birthing tools, getting into comfortable positions, doing that deep breathing, any visualizations, and just setting the intention that you are going to have an amazing, healthy, happy home birth experience. If you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out in the comments below. If you can like, subscribe, comment, that would be so incredibly helpful. That will allow me to keep providing this content for you guys. All right. Love you. Is pregnancy or early motherhood making you feel other than? Is it triggering all sorts of weird emotional and physical stuff you are sure no one else is going through? If so, get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend, 101 Answers to Questions Women Are Too Embarrassed to Ask About Pregnancy, Childbirth, and Early Motherhood. This book is like the modern-day Dear Abby for pregnant women and new moms who want to get straight yet loving answers to the pregnancy, birth, and mothering questions they're too afraid to ask, those questions that make you blush. You can get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend on Amazon or from Barnes & Noble, Target, and everywhere else books are sold. Whoa, whoa, whoa.